Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And welcome to episode 5 of The Fumble. I tried thinking of something lovely and fluffy and joyous to welcome you to this episode of The Fumble, but uh, I dried up, Darren, I'm afraid. I've got something really important to tell you at the top of the podcast. Go on, then. For the first time ever, the curse of The Fumble has struck. Uh-oh. Right. Have we got fumbleitis, so, as they call it? I think, well, I think we have. So week one... We spoke to Whitney Merciless about J.J. Watt. <laughs> I know where you're going with this. <laughs> and both of them are now gone for the year. Merciless with a torn peck. J.J. Watt's broken his leg. And also, and also, you, my friend, talked up Deshaun Kaiser, who's now been benched oh, by know. the Cleveland Browns. I know. So two things that we've done on this podcast within the first five weeks of the season have been cursed, which worries me. Moving forward. It worries me because Tom Brady has got a left shoulder injury, so I'm not going to talk about <laughs> him this week. It's done. Brady chat is finished. Regular listeners to the fumble will know that I do honestly, passionately believe that he is the greatest of all time. You can argue with me all you want, but he is the best. So we're not going to talk about him today because if fumbleitis does occur, I don't want it to affect Tom Brady. I'll be honest with you, Brady's probably at it and he probably can't get it twice. I've felt bad all week. <laughs> penicillin <laughs> that'll sort you out so at the start of this episode of the fumble we're going to pretend that we are the commissioners of the nfl darren all right it's it's okay. right now at the moment it's a controversial position it's a powerful position you've got the president of the united states to deal with you've got all these 1700 nfl players to deal with you've got the owners of all the teams you've got merchandise to deal with you've got to reach that 25 billion dollar business target that you set yourself when you got the job what is on your mind? What are you going to change? What do you do, Darren? Well, I think I'd be better suited to be the commissioner's assistant. Oh, so I put you forward as the commissioner. One thing you came up with this week that's not necessarily business related, but you sent me a great article across about the kickoff and kick returns in the NFL, which has always been par for the course. It's one of the most spectacular parts of any NFL game, isn't it? It Fella is. gets the ball in the end zone, runs it back the whole way leaving a trail of destruction behind him. But we're seeing that less and less, aren't we? Because they've moved the kickoff further forward, ball sails through the end zone, team starts at the 25. So it's kind of a disappearing part of the NFL. It's very strange. This season, 63.8% of kickoffs have resulted in a touchback. I'm a big fan of kickoff if it's I returnable. Am. If it's returnable. Uh, it's a notable increase over the last season during the same period, 58.6%. Of those that have been returned, 36.6% have been tackled short of the 20 yard line. There have been no touchdown returns, one of the most exciting players in football, and the average drive starting point after a kickoff return this season has been, guess where? Go on, the 25. 24.4-yard right. line. Yeah, so there you go. So, And I, I would always say that in, in, in this recent generation, one of the most spectacular players that I've enjoyed watching in the NFL is Devin Hester of the Bears. Yeah. Because he stands back there as a kick returner or a punt returner, and he can change the game in a split second. 
And I, I think the NFL, and I know why they've got to do it, because they're trying to work hard on safety and they're trying to eliminate concussions and serious injuries, etc. I get that. But the kickoff, I think, if we lose the kickoff altogether, I think we lose a key element of the game. I love it. As a fan, I love it. I think it puts out the wrong statement, I'll be honest with you, Darren. Getting rid of kickoff. All right, we all know. Let's put the health and safety issues to one side. All right, the hive is vest. We've taken it off. We've taken off the helmet and all that palaver. Let's put, put that the to one side. Down? Yeah, the, the, cli- clipboard down? The, the clipboard's gone. Clip- the clipboard. Stop ticking off on that list. And the waterproof pencil, there is such a thing, <laughs> has well and truly been put down to one side. I am with you, Darren. It's one of the most exciting elements of the game. Look at the past Super Bowls where we've had kickoff returns. Exactly. Uh, go for touchdowns. It's awesome. And what, what the camera flashes. Let's think of it aesthetically. When the ball is kicked at a Super Bowl, one of the most iconic moments of that one game are all those flash bulbs, all those mobile phones going off during the kickoff because it's an an iconic moment. And to get rid of it is just ridiculous. What? Imagine this scenario. All right, it's the Super Bowl. It's Super Bowl 60. Let's skip forward to the next one, next big one. Super Bowl 60, there's no kickoff. Yep. You just put the ball down on the 25-yard line and say, right, off you go. That's garbage. Absolute well, garbage. I, well, I think so. Who wants to take a photograph at the start of the Super Bowl of a ball sailing through the end zone? What's the point? Exactly. So what I'm going to do... As the Commissioner, Darren, I'm going to tie two things together. Kickoff okay. is being it's being negotiated. It's questionable whether it's going to survive because of health and safety. I'm going to put forward, do we remove padding in the game of American football? Remove padding? Remove padding. Remove the helmets and just have a, a hybrid version of shoulder pads. Bear with me on this one. Bear with me on this one. Does All it right? not then become rugby league? Well, bear with me, bear with me, bear with me. This is a pub discussion that we're having sober, Darren, so bear with me, all right? Right, Okay. So if you remove helmets and pads, or you have some kind of hybrid helmet and shoulder pad... (laughs) I've met a few of those down the years. (laughs) Tell me about it. You automatically remove the psychological element of contact. You take away the fact that you're wearing a weapon. Because the problem with padding and helmets is, is you feel so protected that you can go out there and use it to strike your opponent. Now I know the NFL are getting rid of it, but you the problem you can no. But the problem we're having is, and we've seen it, we see it season in, season out, is you can't control a guy who's travelling full pelt and say, all right, the receiver's caught the ball, has he or hasn't he? Asking all these questions of himself and his technique. Am I legally now able to tackle this guy? with my helmet and pads. It's impossible to do it at speed. But if you know that you have no helmet or this hybrid helmet where you definitely do not want to be going in with your head, a little bit like rugby, then you get rid of that element of concussion and serious head injuries. I get I get your point, but I'd like to know what significant increase there would be in head injuries per se without the kind of helmets they wear today. They're wearing those helmets for a reason. But if you catch a knee accidentally on the side of the head with the headgear being not as strong as it is today that can be as big a problem as if you're tackled with the crown of someone's helmet yeah but i mean i think you've got to look bigger picture and also the nfl in the nfl they wear helmets they wear big shoulder pads that's what they do that's what it looks like and i don't think you can change it and i think the kind of plays you're talking about are they're in the minority you get one a game. It doesn't matter whether they're in the minority. Those are the hits that make the headlines. Those are the hits that bring health and safety to the forefront of the game. You can't take, you can't take the shoulder pads and the helmets off Why the not? players. But it's not rugby. That's the key. It's American football. It's a different game. Yeah, but... It, it's not rugby. Why don't we get Velcro on the pads, on the pants, and get some flags on there too, and we can get... Antonio Brown being chased by Patrick Peterson trying to pull a flag off his off his bottom. Oh, look, I'm, Contact I'm, is part of the game. Hey, look, this is this is the this is the conversation I have with Uncle Nobed down the pub about NFL and rugby. In rugby, they have no padding, but it's still a very, very physical sport. I think it's more physical than American football. Whether it's rugby union or rugby league, rugby union is a tackle sport. Rugby league is more of a collision sport, but the NFL is a collision sport. Yeah. So you need different types of protection. Yeah, but and if you if you line up in a in a three point stance opposite an offensive lineman and come up out of your stance, you can't help a lot of the time, but to make contact with the, the guy opposite his head, you just can't help it. You you would have to change the way the game is played so significantly 
that I think, and it's only an opinion, I don't know because we, we've not seen it, but I think it would look like a totally different sport. I don't think it would. I think you could have offensive and defensive linemen going together at the line of scrimmage without them headbutting each other. Because the headbutt is part of the technique. I honestly believe that. If you what head... do fans want to see? When, when you're in a stadium, and you've been in as many stadiums as I have, probably more, a, a big hit. It doesn't is, happen is, anymore, is, Darren. But it, it does happen. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. You're wrong. It doesn't. I'm not at all. No, not at you all. Are. I, I, American I watch... football in the 80s so and no, 90s. So, so, so there are no big hits in the NFL anymore. It's very rare that it happens. Very rare. But you can't tackle at all in the manner that they tackle now by eliminating some of the equipment. Because let, let's, let's. Of course let's, you can. Let, Vern, let's boil it down. There's a big push now for the NFL to try and teach kids how to tackle. There's a huge thing. They're going into all the schools, all the high schools. They're having open days. And they're trying to teach kids to tackle with their head up and their shoulders. Like you still rugby. need the element of... Yes, but you still need the element of protection because of the speed of the athletes and the speed the game's played at. You've only got to get it a split second wrong. And even if you think you're going to make a tackle the way you're talking about, you can be even more exposed if you've not got the padding on that they've got now. Go back to the beginning. I said a hybrid version of the helmet and pads. So what does that look like? It's got no face cage. It's like a rugby... I imagine it being a better version of a skull cap. I, I, I can't imagine how you could play the game without that. I, I'm only bringing this up because... I think it's too drastic. Something's going to happen. Something's going to change because of the way that the game, the way that the commissioner, the way that everything is just evolving in American football. They're taking away physical contact. You can't do anything as a defensive back. You can't do anything as a linebacker. It's all, all got to be premeditated and thought out. And because the game is so fast, you just can't mentally or physically compute that much information at such a short microsecond period of time. It just doesn't happen. So you, have, we, you have to reprogram we... the defenders to tackle differently. And therefore, if you take away... The, the, the version of the Riddell Speed Helmet, which is effective protecting players, but it's also used as a weapon, let's be honest. If you take away that weapon, I honestly think that you will reduce uh, the amount of, of, of concussions and head injuries that there are in the league. I mean, I've gone the other way here. You, you're, you're kind of saying if I'm commissioner for the day, I'd, I'd alter the pads and the helmet. I've gone the other way. I'd like to see a little bit more physicality from defensive backs to receivers. Because I think if a defensive back can be more physical with a receiver, I think it... It, it separate. It, it, it doesn't separate them as Darren, much. Darren, you've so, read no, my mind. You've got a defensive back that's draped over a wide receiver. There's not that necessity to run 15 yards and smash him in the face. All right, let, let, so me, think... let, let me clarify something. Right, I'm not saying remove physical contact of the game. What I'm saying is, is evolve the equipment that removes that psychological element of the defender using his equipment as a weapon. And then the... Helmet to helmet, you've, listen, will disappear. You've, you've used your equipment as a weapon for years, so you cannot now start advocating that. I've got allow more contact for defensive backs on receivers, right? Protect the quarterback less. I've gone allow more padded practices because I think half the problem here is that the collective bargaining agreement—that's the agreement between the league and the players—that's eliminated padded practices to a large extent. And look at the state of tackling in the NFL. Right, it's exactly, dreadful. exactly. Offensive linemen can't block and players can't tackle because they just don't do it enough. And I think by eliminating physical contact in pads on a practice field, you make the fundamental aspect of how to play the game more difficult for the players. I think if you do all that, by that notion, you've got half a chance of making the game safer because the players are better at what they need to do. Totally agree. But that's why you're assistant commissioner and I am the commissioner for this episode. So, the, so, so, so we can expect different helmets, <laughs> yeah. different shoulder pads. And I, I can't believe that this is episode five and you've called me Uncle Nobhead. I can't believe that. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't calling. It was a sweeping statement, Darren, yeah, to all hey, those listen. people who come up to me and give the old debates about rugby and American football in the pub. And we've all, all American football fans listening to this have had that conversation with their work colleagues, their family and friends. Oh, American football, they all wear pads and helmets. Not like yeah, rugby. Uh, Here's yeah. a, right, let's crack on. So I'm going to take off my commissioner's badge. I'm going to take off my commissioner's suit. 
and I'm going to go back to being an NFL fan. But I think we've covered some really good points there, Darren. Uh, I, I, love the, I love the fact that we were like two rutting stags there with the old physicality of, of the game. Uh, if that's got... what fans are. That's what fans are. You can't, you can't go in the boozer with your mates and have a chat about any sport without knocking heads. No. Because that's what sport is all about. Exactly. It's about opinions and nobody's right, nobody's wrong. It's an opinion. And... and there is no rhyme nor reason to it half the time, but that's why we love it so much. Exactly. And if you've got an opinion, if you want to get in touch, then uh, drop us a tweet at the fumble. That's where we Absolutely. are. Absolutely. At the fumble on Twitter. We if you've are. got any questions, let us know your opinions, please, on the physicality of the game and the comparisons with rugby and NFL. And do we do we remove the equipment, like I said? Do we make it? Do we make a hybrid of American football equipment, or like Darren said, do we add more pads? But do we allow the players to be more physical in teaching them better techniques on how to tackle? It's an interesting subject. Right, are you ready, Darren? Here's one for you. I am. Go on. The New York Giants. Oh, I love this. this I think this is my favourite subject the of the week. The New York Giants. People yeah. are asking, Darren, are they going to tank the season? Just yeah, explain well, what tanking the season means. So, 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 so tanking is when you lose. You, you'd lose. On purpose. You can't win, so lose on purpose, yeah. They had big banners in the stadium in Indianapolis a few seasons ago, and they read, suck for luck, because they knew that Peyton, <laughs> they knew, they knew that Peyton Manning was finished. I think I saw that had... on the stag do once. There you go, yeah, yeah. No, that's it, if you're lucky. It didn't say full luck. You just misread it. So, so they knew Manning was done, and everybody knows that in the NFL, you only go as far as your quarterback can take you. So they've got the possibility of going straight from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck, one franchise quarterback to another. And I'm just going to give you some other ones here. So the Green Bay Packers went from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. The 49ers went from Joe Montana to Steve Young. Now, the flip side of that is the Dolphins went from Dan Marino to Jay Fiedler. The Cowboys went from Roger Staubach to Danny White. And the Broncos went from John Elway to Brian Greasy. So if you get it wrong, you've got a problem. If you get it right, you get another decade of sustained success. Now, this is not just the Giants this year. This is the 49ers, the Browns, and the Jets. All four potentially need a quarterback. And I know people as well, they've got Eli Manning. He's 37. And he's what? not played at 37. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yep. Stop right there. Stop right there. Eli is 37. 37, yeah. Oh, my. Oh, 37. My. He must have the biggest downhill paper round in the yep. world. 37. And he's what? not played like, yep, he's not played like an elite NFL quarterback for a number of years. I so they've got the. Dumbfounded. <laughs> yeah, 37. 12. Exactly. So you see, th th this is what makes the point more interesting. So they're 0-5, right? And there's two quarterbacks in the draft this year. Well, there's more than two, but two to pick out. Sam Darnold at USC, Josh Rosen at UCLA. Two potential franchise quarterbacks. So what would make more sense now for the Giants? To lose as many games as they can so they can draft Sam Darnold with potentially the number one overall pick, phase out Eli Manning and have another franchise quarterback for another decade, or with all the receivers gone, and 0 and 5, do they really want to finish 3 and 13 and miss out on those big hitters and end up with Eli next year, a roster that's getting worse, and no, that then they're scrabbling about in years to come trying to find a quarterback? Same applies to San Francisco, Cleveland, the Jets. You have to have a quarterback in the league. So why would you want to win three or four games when you could win none and get a great quarterback potentially? The thing is, Darren, as well, look at the quarterbacks that the Cleveland Browns passed on. Yeah. To get Deshaun Kaiser. Well, they could have had Deshaun Watson this year. Exactly. Exactly. Insane. So you've got to get one. No team wins the Super Bowl without a quarterback. It doesn't happen. The last one to do it, really, were the Ravens of Ray Lewis when, well, they did it twice. Flacco, but he was playing really well at the time. Yeah. And Trent Dilfer was the quarterback when they beat the Giants in the Super Bowl before that. Yeah. But they had, at that point, an historic defence. Yeah. So, I think I could have played quarterback. If I did the kicker got three points, they weren't losing games. That's my favourite episode of America's Game, that right, one. Yeah. The Ravens yeah. uh, Super Bowl. Because Trent Dilfer says, yeah. I went in there and I just said, let's go back to basics. We've got a great running back. I can get you five or six yards passing it. Let's just play hard-nosed football. So, let me ask you as a fan then, Vern. Yep. Would you accept... Your team tanking the season? No. 
to get the first overall pick? No, because Why? F- because I've spent too much money as a fan supporting that team. I've invested in them, and I need them. I know that it, there's debate about investing in the future. If you tank the season, yes, 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 yes. But let's live for the now. I could get knocked down by a bus tomorrow. I want to. Li- I want to see my team go out there and try 100% to beat the opposing team because that is sport. If you talk yeah. to any Giants fan, they will. They will not be wanting to tank. They will not be wanting to go 0-16. Absolutely. What if you're the Browns, then? The Browns, you tank if the you're Browns, the Browns are used to it. <laughs> hey, listen, the Browns, the Browns might tank whether they try or not. But yeah. Do you know what I mean? What if you're San Francisco? Kyle Shanahan needs a quarterback. Now, there's the prospect Kyle Shanahan year, needs he, a quarterback he, because he, that's he might, how he runs his offense. Yeah, he might get Kirk Cousins from the Redskins. That's the, the big rumour in the league at the minute. I'd tank. I'd like my team to tank. Really? Yeah, listen, we've gone from... I'm a Packers fan. We've gone from Favre to Rodgers. If we could tank and get another one of those and have 10 more years in the playoffs, yeah. I'd do it. All right. I'd take one season tanking to get one of them. You're a Bears fan, Vern. You've not had a quarterback since Jim McMahon. Oh, I know. Tell me about it. Mitchell Trubitsky. Yeah. I thought well, he played really well on Monday night. He did, didn't he? With Vikings. nobody to throw it to, by the way. I felt for Exactly. Him. He's got yeah. no wide receivers at all. None. No. no. That's just going to be a heavy running game from now on to the end of the season yeah. if he stays under centre. Uh, right, so uh, Eli Manning... Yeah. Let's say we're going to tank the season. We're going to draft a new quarterback. <laughs> yes. Right. Eli yes. Manning and the Jags. Well, I don't think Bortles will be there next year. No, that's what I'm saying. Now, yeah. at the moment, we all know that the the Jags have got Leonard Fournette, who is awesome. He's averaging yes. 4.3 yards a carry. You only need 10 for another first down. Blake you know, Bortles, really, really good defense. Blake Bortles has completed 54.8% of his passes so far. That's absolute <laughs> garbage. It hey, really let, is. Let me give And that. just give, give me one Go second, on. Darren. Bearing in <laughs> mind, on. right? Bearing in mind that the defense so far of the Jacksonville Jaguars have got 10 interceptions. That's two per game. So that yeah. means that Bortles and the offense get the ball more often than they should. And they're still. They're still only completing 54% of the passes. And what's amazing is, if you look at the stats of the Jags, they're on the field 50% of the time. They need to manage the clock. They've got a great running back. They've got a garbage quarterback. Just run the rock. And we've seen Leonard Fournette this week. He wants that physicality of the game. Did you see him enticing defenders to come and tackle him? Oh, he's a a monster. That's the best thing I've seen in a long time. Come and hit me. I'm like, you see, he, could, he, he couldn't do that in one of your dodgy helmets. He couldn't do that. No, but I'm sure he'd find he'd be a saying, way down. Don't come, don't come here. I've got an eggshell on my head. Yeah, but let's not go backwards. Let's move forwards, Darren. <laughs> come on. Right, let me give let me give you this one then. So as bad as they've been in terms of offensive production from the quarterback position, yeah. Some numbers for the Jaguars. They've had three 21 point wins this season. Awesome. Which is as many as the previous eight seasons combined. Oh, come on, the Jags. Here's here's one for you. You know, you're talking about Bortles. We're going to talk about Adrian Peterson later on. Yeah. Bortles actually has more rushing yards than Adrian Peterson this year. I find it baffling. I never never thought I'd say. Very well, be five games in. But you know what? I, I think Eli going to the Jags, I think that's a good prospect. However, it depends what it's going to cost them because the Jags are a building team. They've got Leonard Fournette. They've got a good defence now. Uh, would you risk draft picks to bring in Eli Manning? Or no, would you stick defi- with where you're at? Definitely not. Definitely not. Definitely not. 37. 37. 37. I mean, he, 37, right? But he, he's got Odell Beckham to throw to and he's he's just an average quarterback in terms of production. I, I just think if, if the Jags want to get better, they've got to go better than... Eli Manning. I think there are better options out there. Do you go and pay a king's ransom and trade for Jimmy Garoppolo from New England? Do you potentially go and trade for AJ McCarron at the Bengals, who a lot of people are suggesting should be a starter in the NFL? A lot of people are saying good things about Brett Hundley, the backup to Rogers at Green Bay. I think there are better options if you wanted to make a trade in the NFL to get a younger quarterback who can grow with you than going and get Manning at 37, who looks as though he's done. But the big question now is, Vern, mm-hmm. the hometown Jags, our Jags, have beaten the Pittsburgh Steelers. They made Ben Roethlisberger look like an idiot. Five interceptions. Do the Jaguars, yeah, do the Jags win that division now? JJ Watt and Whitney Merciless have gone from Houston's defence. Yeah. Mariota's injured for Tennessee. Yeah. 
The Colts haven't got Andrew Luck and might not have him for another five or six weeks. It's written on the Surely wall. Surely it's the Jags division to win. It's written on the wall. It's written on the wall. Can Leonard Fournette stay healthy though? The way he plays the game, oh. physical. You know, he's. Be- I mean, they've got Chris Ivory, but he's only he's the only back that they've got really. He's carrying the workload. Yeah. If if Bortles books his ideas up, if they simplify the receiving and passing game and just just help the guy. He can throw it. He really can, but he's just not accurate enough. So just no. shorter passes. We're getting 4.3 yards of carry, as I mentioned before. All you need is two of them and a little bit more, and then you're, you're done. You, you, you're you marching up the field. Help the guy. I love, I love the fact you call them we. There was a great article that Shad Khan did, by the way, in, the, uh, in Sports Illustrated last week, and, and they said now that 15% of their revenue as a team comes from the game's... Uh, in, in the UK, in London. That's because of all them great. jerseys I'm buying for my daughter, yeah. trying to well, entice her to be a Jags fan. <laughs> yeah, and I, I actually think as well that they, I think in, in that article it said, and I think my numbers are right, they are eighth for jersey sales in the UK now. Wow. Eighth. For a team that, you know, doesn't make the playoffs and isn't a sexy team, the eighth highest selling jerseys in the UK are Jacksonville Jaguars jerseys. That's Maybe great. skewed by the fact they're here once a year, but... There is a response there from the British public to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Anyway. That's great. Yeah. That is great. Fab, good stuff. Nice one, Darren. All right, so once again, on Twitter, at the Fumble, that's where we are. Let us know what you think. Uh, Are the Jacksonville Jaguars going to top their division? Are the uh, Giants going to tank? Is Eli Manning going to go the Jags? Who knows? At the Fumble, that's where we are on Twitter. We want to hear from you. Would you you like your team to tank? I think that's great. If you, Whatever team's your team, if you could get a big hitter, proper quarterback, would you go... Tank. Tank the season. I would. Tank it. Get a quarterback. Tank it, then you win. I couldn't do that. It's like folding your hand. I can't do that. Uh, Not a chance. (laughs) Now, what we've decided to on the fumble is we're going to have some guests on. We're going to have some people join myself and uh, and Fletch because it's nice to get more opinions, nice to get an insight into the game. We were going to have Alistair Kirkwood this week because we promised that we'd talk about Game Pass uh, NFL International Series and everything else that NFL UK office are dealing with. However, we're recording this a day early. So we usually record on Thursdays. We're recording this on a Wednesday. So Alistair isn't available today to chat to us, which is a shame. And yeah. I know that a few people will be tuning in, hoping to get uh, some clarity on what's been going on with Game Pass. Now, last week, we said that ours was working fine. However, this week, it's the fumble curse, Darren. Does mine, yours not work now? Mine didn't work. It didn't Did work. Did it not? No. What, do you, what, what are you trying to watch on there when it doesn't work? Me? I, I, I don't watch games on there. I watch the, the NFL programming on there. I've not, I've not had a problem on there, which it sounds like I'm very much in the minority. And I, I, I get hold of it like everybody else, but mine has been okay. But I know it's an absolute nightmare for the bulk of the NFL community there. It really is. And it's a nightmare to the point where the NFL or NFL Game Pass has decided to refund everybody 20% of their subscription. So that's good news, but let's get to is the bottom that, of Is that, is that enough? When I saw that, I thought, is that enough? Is that a token gesture? Well, I wonder what people on the who listen to the podcast think at the fumble. Are you satisfied with that? I think 50% <laughs> would have been fair, Vern, just as an opinion, and I'm only a fan. I I'd think 50% would have been better. I'd have taken 33 in a Jag shirt. <laughs> yeah, you would, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd um, drive a harder bargain, obviously. But listen, all joking aside, all those people who did have opinions, and there were some really good ones as well on Twitter. Uh... Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. They didn't hold back, did they? No, but I like that. So, uh, DraftKings, Darren, how are you doing in your fantasy? Well, really average. I, w- I want to say really well, doing really average. Thought yeah. I drafted well, bye weeks, 
one or two players misinformed. But I've got some big news. Big DraftKings stroke the fumble news. Come on, Darren. This week, we have made an appointment to the team. Until today, our team was me and you and Crossy. We've made an addition. We now have a commissioner of our fantasy league. Hello. Internet Rich. Right. And there is a clue in the title that he's pretty good at things like this. <laughs> so what we're going to do this week, we put it out there on the, <laughs> we put it out there on the fumble, um, and we said if you'd like to play in our DraftKings league this week, let us know. So we've selected eight people to play in our twelve-team league, along with me and you, Crossy, and Internet Rich. So eight listeners and us. And what we're going to do every week is we're going to extend the size of the league, which we can do. The eight people who are going to play this week are Philip McGuinness, Hello, Matt Phil. Hubbard. Hello, Matt. Brits in the end zone. Hi, Brits in the end zone. Nick Alex Jones. Hi, Nick. Luke Hater. Hey, Luke. What a great Matt name. Yeah, oh, what yeah. a great name. Yeah, Matt Holmes. Hi, Matt. James Pender. Hi, James. And Aggie Fox. Hi, Aggie. Right, now the game we're going to play is the Pick'em. So what happens is basically you get you pick one option from three players all the way down until you fill your team. So I had a quick look today. Tier one, box one, you had to pick one of Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, or DeAndre Hopkins. So even if you don't know loads about the NFL, you can pick one of these guys. Every one of them is going to be good. You're not going to get done. And then you can see whether you get more points than us. It's a bit of fun, and we're going to do it every week. So the way you get involved is you go on to DraftKings, use the promo code FUMBLE. That's FUMBLE. Promo code is FUMBLE. You can sign up for free if that's what you want to do. If you pledge $5 to DraftKings using the promo code FUMBLE, you get two tickets to the end of season party that we're going to have for the FUMBLE. I think 10 people have already done that, Vern, so the numbers are starting to rise. That is limited, so get yourself on there and do that, and then you can play each week. So it's a really big week for us here, playing the fantasy NFL pick'em game for the first time in the Fumble League. It's great, isn't it? Oh, I love it. I love it. And it gets so competitive. Oh. It really does. Any given Sunday, my friend. Any given Sunday. Any given Sunday. I've, I'm two and three in one league and three and two in the other, which is the image of mediocrity, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. So get involved with us, please. DraftKings.co.uk. Fumble code, Fumble, and get involved. And we will see how good you are. We'll see how good Fletch is. We'll see how good myself is. Uh, Internet Rich and Simon, our producer, at uh, the old fantasy football. Yeah. Just before we move it on, I've got... You know, I like to drop some numbers out every now and again. Oh, yeah. This one one caught my eye this week. I'm a Packers fan, so I, I, I like this one. Over the last three seasons, the Packers scoring differential in the first, second, and third quarters, is minus one. So that basically means they've scored one less point than they've accumulated in the first three quarters of all their games over the last three seasons. In the fourth quarter, Vern, they are plus 112. God. So if the Green Bay Packers are anywhere near you in the fourth quarter, they're taking you down. Wow. It's astonishing that, isn't it? That's insane. I know. Minus one for the first three and plus 112 for the last one. Good grief. I think that's when the caffeine must kick in. It must be. (laughs) Rogers must sit back and think, right, I'll start playing now. (laughs) The energy bars and all that stuff. Yeah, the TV network said, TV network says, you've kept it close enough. On yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Ratings are up. Go and do what you like now. Exactly. We, Free we, period, everybody. Free period. We need we need to keep the audits till the very end, if you don't mind. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, fair enough. No problem. He's gone with a pick six. All right, Darren, pick six. Are you ready? I'm ready. First one to you. Big Ben Roethlisberger said after the game on Sunday, maybe I don't have it anymore. That's a big statement. Is he finished as a top QB in the NFL? I'm going to say Yes. And I'm going to say yes for one simple reason. I don't think you can play at the highest level in this league unless you are totally committed. And for the past few offs or a couple of off seasons now, he's toyed with retirement. Does he want to play? Does he not want to play? And I just think we've seen the best of Big Ben. He's got a fantastic receiving core. Antonio Brown is possibly the best in the league. Martavis Bryant's back. Le'Veon Bell is maybe the best running back that there is out there. And he still can't generate offense. It's got to be down to him. He's got a good offensive line. He's the weak link in that offense at the minute. And I just wonder whether he's still as committed to being an NFL quarterback as he needs to be, bearing in mind he talked about retiring in the summer. Darren, 
I totally agree with you. If your mind's not right, the NFL is just such a quick league that you, you can't second-guess anything. And if you're walking on the field saying, you know what, not really into this today, it's just not going to happen. Hence, five interceptions. All those passes that the Jags intercepted, I'm not taking anything away from the Jags, but they were awful throws. They were god-awful throws. They were either they were. too far left or right or too far high. They were awful, dreadful. He looks more like a shot putter than a quarterback at the minute. He looks more like a guy sat at the end of the bar than a quarterback. <laughs> well, give, it, give him 12 months and that, that might be where he is. Yeah. One to you then, Vern. Go on. Um, in your great British-American football career, and you made oh. some finals with the London Warriors. Won two national championships, but I don't there like you to it, Darren. Uh, well, I, I, had to, I had to drag that out of you, that information, <laughs> with thumbscrews and everything. <laughs> Who was the best player you played against, someone you thought could have been a contender? Oh, that's a good question. Well, yeah. well, every time I watch the Brit ball, every time I watch uh, the British final, and I've, I've competed in four, uh, there's always stuff flying around on Twitter. Oh, all these guys look so good, they can make it in the NFL. No, they can't. They can't. <laughs> because the game is a lot slower in the UK, and I know it's going to hurt a lot of people, but uh, it's just as no, physical. No, you can't. You can't. You can't. No one's going to make can't. it. You can't. You can't. They're all shouting now. I can't, I can't. You yeah, can't. You can't. You can't. You've you got to be a very, 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 very unique talent to make it in the NFL, as we've seen. But saying that, there's a few guys, there's a handful right now in the UK who have played in the British Leagues. Our good friend, F.E. Obada, started at the Warriors. He's now with the Carolina Panthers, and he's learning the process of how to become an NFL football player. But I will say this. There was one guy and the Warriors will kill me for saying this, but there's one guy who I always enjoyed competing against, and he was the quarterback for the London Blitz. He was only small. His name was Fred Boyle, but he's got to be one of the hardest players physically to play against in the British League, and it was always great. The battles we had on the field, because he was a physical quarterback, he loved running the ball, he had a good arm on him as well, you know, I have to say it, but uh, intercepted him several times every time we played. <laughs> Again, more information I've made you give us. Exactly. But yeah. I think if you've got a physical opponent, then it brings out the best in you. And Fred was definitely one of the most physical quarterbacks, uh, physical so, players that I've ever played against. So there's, there's two reasons why he can't be a quarterback in the NFL. One, you've said he's too small. Yeah. And you can't be a QB in the NFL called Fred Boyle. Doesn't work. He said that, not me, Fred. But he did, but but he did like lowering his shoulder, and you know you watch game film, and he, he definitely ran over right. several. So he'd people. last about thirty seconds. If he's running over people in the NFL, he's not going very far, Alfred. Exactly, exactly. But Fred, uh, listen, enjoy your retirement, my friend, and it was great competing against you. All the best. I doffed my cap. So this Good one's for you, Fred. Fletch. You ready? Yep. You said in your WhatsApp group that you had a Jordy Nelson story. I have. So I went to Super Bowl forty-five, the first Super Bowl I went to in the, the ice and snow in Dallas. Green Bay Packers, Pittsburgh Steelers. It was a really interesting, eye-opening experience. I'd never been to a Super Bowl before. I got in a lift one day, and there was me and Michael Vick in the lift, which was surreal. So I'm just in a lift with Michael Vick, and I was too nervous to speak to him. I went down in the lobby one day, and Patrick Peterson, who was still in college at the time, was walking around the lobby with a name badge on. <clears throat> Patrick Peterson, because nobody knew who he was. I found that surreal. But because it was in Dallas, when I opened my curtains in the hotel, and you looked directly forward you could see the texas school book depository and i've always been into the whole kennedy thing you know the conspiracy theory and all that so I thought, i've got to do the tour while i'm here so i did all my work and on the saturday of the super bowl the day before i walked down to the texas school book depository queued up like everybody else went in paid my money put the headset on and started walking around the building doing the tour with the guide explaining Looked to my left, and bear in mind the Super Bowl was the following day. I thought, I recognised that guy. Green Bay Packers cap, rucksack, tracksuit. Jordy Nelson was doing the Kennedy tour the day before the Super Bowl. <laughs> in, in. So I was in the Texas School Book Depository with Jordy Nelson the day before the Super Bowl. I love that. And he, yeah, and he did okay. Nine catches, 140 yards and a touchdown. But the day before, he was doing the whole Lee Harvey Oswald bit, looking out the window. He got his opinion whether he was a lone shooter. We were on the grassy knoll together. It was, it was a shared experience. It was fantastic. There's not many people in this world can say they've been on the grassy knoll <laughs> with Jordan Nelson. There you go. We looked out the same window where Oswald shot Kennedy with the leading receiver for the Green Bay Packers the day before the Super Bowl. It was a great experience. I thought what? I'd share that with you today. 
if you ever want to know who did it, Geordie will tell you because he's done the tour. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, this one's come via Twitter, Vern. Yep. It's from Jermaine Lang, and he says, who will win the most, the Browns or the Giants? Wow. Wow. I'm going to go Browns because I've been talking them up from the beginning of the season, and they're coming to Twickenham, they're coming to London. But I think the Browns, uh, just the fact that Eli Manning's receiving corno is so depleted. You know, unfortunately, uh, Odell Beckham is out for the rest of the season with a, a, a fractured ankle. And they just look lacklustre, the Giants. You know, you watch them and there's just no zip. There's no energy. There's no, they don't even have any presence on the field. Whereas the Browns, I think they're all fighting to survive because it's just been too long in the tooth that the Browns have been unsuccessful. And I think the Browns will pick up a couple of wins this season, more than the Giants. Do we potentially get two teams finishing 0-16? Because oh, they don't wow. play each other. I've just checked it. They don't yeah. play each other. Yeah. So that the Browns remain in games. Texans, Titans, Vikings, no, I think Lions, they, I think they'll be Jaguars, one, they'll win one Bengals, of them. Bengals, Chargers, Packers, Ravens, Bears, Steelers. The, there's, the some, Bears, there's a lot of teams in there, Darren, that they could beat. Do you think? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. A lot of teams in there where it'd be a close game and they'll win with a field goal. Do you think? Yeah, I do. I do. I can I can see them getting bombed in most of those. No. If not all of them. All right, well, let's let's have a fiver on it. How many are you saying there? What's the overall? I reckon, I reckon they'll win at least three games. No chance. Less. All right. Less. Way five, less. Five pounds. I'll tell you what, a couple of pints of stout. Okay, so the Giants... <laughs> well, let's have a look at the Giants, who they've got then, because... I've got to give you the. I've got to, got to be fair here and give yeah. you the numbers for yeah. both. The, the, the team to both. Go on. So the the Giants who have basically no offense, yeah, no running game and no receivers. So let's keep our fingers crossed that Eli's in form, or I don't know what he does. Broncos, Seahawks, no. Rams, no, no. Forty Niners, maybe. At at no. Chiefs, no. Redskins, no. Raiders, it depends if Carr's back. No. Cowboys. Not a chance. Eagles? Never. Cardinals? Whoa! <laughs> I don't know. They're Let's Redskins. Say... No, <laughs> no, no. They, they... they could be on in 16. I think the Giants <laughs> are going to be the on 16 team. <laughs> That's a tough schedule. That is a That's tough, a tough schedule. The only team in yeah. there that they might beat are the Cardinals. Exactly. exactly. Wow. And, and, and they've got to beat the Cardinals without Brandon Marshall, Odell Beckham, Sterling Shepard, and no running game. Darren, they don't need to tank. <laughs> <laughs> That's the answer we were looking for. They don't need to. They don't need anyway. to tank. They're going to get the, whooped. The schedule tanks the Giants. <laughs> exactly. Shocking. Shocking. Oh, man. Unlucky. Shocking. Wow. I, I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> the Browns will win more games than the Giants. God bless the Giants. I think you're right. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, here, Alfletch, the big one. Best stadium food you've ever had at an NFL game? I've never been to an NFL game other than Wembley, where the food's not great, to just watch. I'm going to do that when I go to the Bears-Packers in November. I'm going to go as a fan for the first time. I've only ever been to work, so I only eat from the media centre, which is all pretty samey. So I went to the AFC Championship game, the Patriots against the Colts, Deflategate, a couple of years ago. Yeah. So we were stood in the press room, and I'd had some food, and I was ready to do the commentary. I was watching the NFC Championship game on the TV and I was commentating with Rocky Boyman, who won Super Bowl 41 with the Colts. He's one of the nicest men in the world, a really good friend of mine and yours. And he's a big unit, former linebacker, and he's completely in shape. He's a big old boy, 6'4", built like a brick outhouse. Okay? So Rocky says, I'm going to get some food. So off he goes, spends a bit of time wandering around the buffet table, comes back. He's literally just put the fork in, <laughs> the first mouthful. And this little old fella from the Patriots comes wandering across. And bearing in mind, I've eaten and so has everybody else. Said to Rocky, can you go and put that food back, please? That's not for you. <laughs> and the look on Rocky's face. And I thought, he's going to go off here. He's a linebacker. And he didn't. He just sheepishly walked back to the buffet table, put his plate down and came back and stood next to us and didn't say anything about it. <laughs> who who so, asks a grown man to go put back his food? It wasn't his. It wasn't his. <laughs> they literally accused him of stealing the buffet. That's hilarious. And yeah, so so he had to put the food back and we had to go and find him a hot dog from somewhere else because he wasn't allowed it. And the thing was, I said to him, well, wait till he looks away and go and get it and sneak it. The fella 
never took his eyes off Rocky again. Rocky was like a convicted felon in that room. Everybody was watching him to see whether he'd go back and have another plate, and he didn't. <laughs> it just made me giggle, that was all. That's, That's more memorable to me than the deflated balls. That's brilliant. Rocky having his plate took off him. He was starving too. Well, I've got a good food story from uh, Super Bowl in Tampa, Steelers versus Cardinals. Yep. And when James Harrison caught that interception and ran down to uh, the opposite end zone, 90, was it 99 or 98 yards? Yes, it was. What a run. Unbelievable. Well, he landed yeah. directly in front of me and my brother when he literally he? collapsed. Yeah, totally gassed out he was. He was done. <laughs> and in that state, well, at any NFL game, you're only allowed two beers per person when you go and get served. So I went to get some beverages for myself and my brother, and I said, yeah, Steve, you're only allowed two per person. He went, don't worry, I'll come with you. So I queue up, I get my two per person. He's behind me, gets his two. We then go down to where, you know when you get a hot dog, you get ketchup and mustard, and there's like a station for your condiments and stuff like that. That's the one. So we find this mature American gentleman, and we said to him, excuse me, buddy, could you just watch these four beers, please? He's like, yeah, yeah, no problem. We're going to go back in the queue. So I get in the queue, two beers, please. Brother gets behind me, two beers, please. Go back to the old fella again. Excuse me, mate, just watch these beers for us while we uh, just go back and get some more beer. <laughs> so we've got eight by now. So he's like, yep, yeah, no problem. So go back in the queue. Excuse me, two beers, please. Brother, two beers, please. Go back with four more. So we've now got 12. And he says, oh, my God, are you buying for the whole row? Like, <laughs> no, mate, we're just going to settle no. in. He's like, settle but- in? Did you guys bring... Effing lazy boys with you guys? As in, like, you know those chairs that go backwards? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we thought we brought our old lazy boy chairs to sit in with all these beers. He said, mate, just give us five more minutes. He's like, why? We're going to go and get four more. So we had 16 <laughs> pints, right? <laughs> How did you get them down there? We drank three of them each before the game started. Right. Right, so that's six gone. And then the rest yep. of them, we just lined them up in front of us. And the lady at did the end you? of the game... She came, you know, clearing up the aisles and we stacked all these cups up. And she went, oh, you're so kind. You're so generous. You cleared the whole row for us. <laughs> I no. thought you were going to say she walked up and said, you guys must be from Bolton. Yeah. yeah. And we're like, <laughs> no, no, these are just ours. She went, you drank all that beer? We're like, uh, yeah. 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 The game's three hours long. I love that. Come on. I love that. So that's what I need to do in November is Stock. do the old beer run. Stockpile. Yeah. you got a Stockpile. 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 Yeah. I love that. And one thing I'll never forget about that game is my, my brother's singing after several pints Super John McGinley songs in Tampa was he? Stadium. Was he? Oh, we, we were so drunk. It was brilliant. I had a such a good time. We drank responsibly, though, Darren, of course, as everyone should. Of course you did. And yes. you, you made sure somebody minded them for you. You didn't just leave them lying about where yeah. anybody could fall over them, did you? We were gracious when no. we fell and we were courteous when we were helped up. <laughs> Last one. This one's from Graham Duncan, who... Uh, got in touch with us at The Fumble, which is what you can do if you want to get involved in the podcast. How will Adrian Peterson do in Arizona? Uh, GR on Twitter says, no good, too old. Where do you stand, Vern? I don't think it's whether he's too old or not. I think it's the fact that that offensive line isn't very good. Well, I've picked him up in our fantasy league, so I I believe in him. I saw that, but I don't think they've got any standout offensive linemen. And I think it's going to be tough for him. You know, and we, we know why... They've brought him in, you know, David Johnson injured game one. I mean, God help anyone who had that player well, in their who, who fantasy done that? football team. Crazy who right, Simon. Uh, it's going to be tough for them. It's going to be tough for him. See, I think he's going to be OK, because I think running backs are players who need the ball, and he's not had the ball in, in, in New Orleans. He's had hardly any carries. He's got hardly any yards. I think once you start feeding Pete's and the ball, He's going to break one every now and again, and the yards are going to start to accumulate. He's going to get sharper. He's going to get more confident. One or two numbers around this one. With Peterson, the Cardinals now have a league-high 17 players on the 53-man roster who are 30 or older, Vern. The Jets, the Rams, and the Browns have only three. So if you're a Cardinals fan, you've got a big rebuild on the way because those older players will have to go. So the window is small. What age is that? Did you say 34? 30 or over. 30, 30 or over. 17, 30 or over. So they've yeah. got 17 players 30 yeah. or over yeah, who exactly. could possibly be older than the Rams head coach. There you go. Great, great line. 
But what it means is you can see why they've made the deal because the window's closing for Arizona. So you can see why they've done it. Yeah. They are also, Vern, the first team in NFL history to have two players on the roster that have gone for 2,000 yards in a season. That's a good stat. Yeah. I like that one. I'm going to use some lube with that one. Of course, they're not now because they've released Chris Johnson subsequently after they made the move. But CJ, 2K, Adrian Peterson, the first club ever in in the history of the league with two 2,000-yard rushes on the roster at the same time. I hope he does well. And I hope he has a big game at Twickenham because I love to see NFL superstars do well. And I think it'd be great for the British crowd if AP can turn up in a couple of weeks' time and roll back the years against the Rams. Wouldn't that be great to see? Yeah, it would. It really would. That's the two-minute warning. Right, two-minute warning. Are you ready, Fletch? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Two minutes, starting now. Trickenham host London Game 3 next Sunday. Cardinals fly in from Tampa on Monday and adjust. Rams arrive Friday and get straight into it. Not really any evidence which is the best thing to do. What's your opinion? However, Saints were in for the whole week. Dolphins weren't. I think you've got to adjust. I think you've got yeah. to adjust. You've got to come here. You've got to get on the timeline. You've got to wake up when we serve breakfast. You've got to go to bed when we serve dinner or tea, whatever you call it. And you've got to get on the timeline because you've got a bye week the following week. Although the Ravens did it, but I think think it helps getting on the timeline and adjusting to the weather, the food, the environment, the schedule. Yeah. Because let's not forget, the teams have not just football to deal with. It's it's the circus in town. They've got all the media to do. There's a lot going on outside of football that you'd need to adjust to. I'm going to go horses for courses. I think the Rams need to get here early. They've got a brand new head coach, Sean McVay, who's doing really well. And I think the more time he can spend together bonding with that team, it can be beneficial to them. We've heard the Giants say in the past that a trip to London is the equivalent of another training camp. So Sean McVeigh gets time to bond with that group of players. I think the numbers I've just given you for Arizona means they can arrive when they want to. 17 players over 30. That means they've got a very experienced roster. I think they will analyse what those experienced players need. They can probably handle the change a little bit better than the others. They've got a settled coaching staff. It's a settled roster. So I think from a Rams standpoint, I'd like to see them get in early. And from an Arizona standpoint, I think they can arrive later and deal with that upheaval easier than the Rams will. Hey, by the way, there's some tickets still available after the Rams return part of their allocation. So if you want to go to that game, then you just got to go to your usual outlets. Let's make it a sellout. All right, we've got four seconds left, Fletch. Listen They're up. returning tickets every week in the Coliseum, mate. Never mind about it. <laughs> <laughs> we That's said it. that last week. That's it. The two-minute warning <laughs> is done and dusted. Yeah, you're right. Good grief. Uh, listen, you can subscribe and review us on iTunes. We have four reviews on iTunes. One, Four? That's three four. from last week. I know. Brilliant. One in the independent news, uh, newspaper, which yes, is all Yes, thank good. you to we them. Thank that. you. Yeah. Uh, but please go to iTunes to subscribe and review. And... And if you aren't please on Apple... spread the word, spread the word, spread the word. Spread us like Marmite. If you yes. aren't on Apple, search for the fumble on Aircast, that's Google, Aircast Fumble, and it will take you there. I'm Vernon Kerr, he's... Darren Fletcher. This is the fumble, and thank you very much for subscribing, thank you very much for tuning in. Here's the little bit that I'm going to say really fast. Go this on. is a Shooting Sharp production, goodbye.